This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. So last night, I am watching television with my son and it's a split screen of New York and Dallas and we see New York and we're paying attention to New York and watching what's happening and expecting something to happen in New York and and all of a sudden the camera starts running down the street and people start to scatter and you realize something has happened and the camera we follow it like almost two blocks And the camera is running toward the problem, the opposite direction of the crowd. And it comes around a corner and sees somebody cowering in their car and then sees another woman cowering behind a a truck. And then it goes past that woman behind the truck and then out into the street. And when it turns, you see the, the cop cars there. And my son, he says... Only one, we don't say anything. I, I said, I'm sure, oh dear God. And my son said to me, are those dead police officers? And I said, I think so, son, it looks like it. And there are the two police officers dead in the street. That's when the network says, we're going to cut away. We don't want to show dead police officers on television. And my son looks up and he's seeing the television cover this live. And up in the corner, it says Dallas, Texas. That's where we live. And he said, Dad, is that in Dallas? And I said, yes. At that point, because we were laying in bed together, and I felt him kind of just lean back towards me, and I grabbed him and I hugged him, and I didn't know what to say, and I said, you're going to be safe, everything's going to be fine, but son, this is what we've been talking about, your life is going to be different than mine This is why we have to be good, decent people and rely on God. That's my perspective. Fifteen minutes ago, my assistant, Michelle, walks in. And she said, my world is upside down. And she said, I'm... I'm watching this on television last night. She had the same experience with her boys. And she said, what do I say to them? And I realized, oh my gosh, I've only thought of it from my point of view. Michelle is black. 
I didn't even consider that her sons are watching these marchers saying Black Lives Matter, and that has to be conflicting there. Wait a minute. I've seen the guys being shot by the police officers. Mom says police officers are good. I've seen that. I know that some of these guys who are marching are bad, and yet I believe that black lives, because it's my life, black lives matter, and then I see black people, I assume, shooting white police officers in the street. What did you say to them, Michelle? real we live in an ugly world as long as you do the things that you know you're supposed to do you abide by the laws you're respectful at that point you can only hope and pray you're not the one being shot you're not the one so angry enough to do something so evil. You, you really don't, there's really no right answer, I feel, that you can tell them because it's con, it conflicts the things that you grow up and tell them to be. Well, if I follow the rules, it looks like I still get hurt. Or, but these people, why do, why do they hate these other people and Black lives not matter, but you tell me all lives matter. Like, color doesn't matter. My, my little son, he doesn't look at color. color. But it's just becoming more and more real because these, fa- these are familiar faces. Why are, they, why are they just targeting people that look like us? But why, why do they? It's, what do you, t- I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't know other than to continue to, Raise them godly prayers, do right, do just. You know, what's amazing to me is this is a continuation of what we talked about on the air tomorrow. There are no pat answers. There's no answer to anything anymore because the world is upside down. And if you don't root yourself in something that is eternal, if you don't grab onto something that you know is not, it doesn't have its foundation in sand, you don't make it. You don't make it. Because this is just the beginning of this. And you've been saying. This, by the way, is Ellen Wheeler. She's, she was there last night. You've been saying forever that this was going to be this summer. I mean, that, that we were going to have to face this and we had to get ready and we had to put our virtues and our principles in place. Um, you've been trying to tell us this moment was going to come when you're going to have to explain to your kids. You, you, as, as kids growing up, and I have a two-year-old, I have an 18-year-old, they're trying to figure their way out in this world, you know? How do you, how do you say to them, you have to... You have to figure out who you are and who you want to be and hold on to that. And that's, that's all there is, son. There is, I, can't give you the, I can't give you the same guarantees that our parents gave us. Go to college, you know, get a job, do these things, and then life will turn out okay. I can't hand that to them. They're just going to have to find it somewhere else. And you can't hide it. You can't hide it. 
you can't hide it from them. You can't pretend that the world's so great and you have no, you to can't. be honest. You have to tell. I'm convinced of that. You have to tell them the truth because we're not going to solve this. They are. They are. They were, bo- they were born for this time for this purpose. My 18-year-old, my now 18-year-old, was four when the Twin Towers went down. And, you know, the first one struck. So, the, of course, we just sat glued to the news. And so it was my husband and me and that four-year-old when the second plane hit. And then watching the towers collapse. I remember uh, sitting with him at age four and, uh, like, thinking, oh, he shouldn't see this. But he had to see it, even though he was only four. You know, he had to... He had to Does he remember it? He remembers the feeling of the day. He remembers us going and picking up his eight-year-old sister from school. I remember sitting there, and as the towers came down, feeling that feeling they say in Star Wars, right? Like when the, when the planet gets blown up. You could just feel the people gone. You could feel it. All these lives gone. And maybe that's what we're not noticing, is that just lives are gone. Gone every day. Every day, there are lives gone. Brad Thor was saying, you know, um, 14 to 17-year-old black boys are, are committing more murders than white and, white and Hispanic boys mixed together. But black lives do matter. Those 14 and 17-year-old boys who are still alive and whose lives are so bad that, that like you said, how do you get filled with so much rage and anger that at age 14 you're picking up a gun and shooting someone and those lives matter too my oldest is 14 and even at school when they're at school like social media they see it they they get it but they still don't have an understanding and it's so scary because they begin to start picking their sides at such a young age and you want to you you want to lead them in the direction like look you don't judge anybody by their color you don't do but you what's happening it makes it look like well mom i kind of have to i i kind of have to i can't walk down the street with my you know with my white friends and feel like i'm the one kind of being looked at like you know what are you doing around here how do you how do we solve this? This is the generation. And it's starting so young. You know what I just thought of as you were saying that was they have to choose sides. Look at what we're teaching our children. Look at what we're teaching them that if you're not for this candidate, you are on the wrong side. If you're for this group of people, you're on the wrong side. If you, if you are rich, you are on the wrong side. If you are poor, you're on the wrong side. If you believe in God, you're on the wrong side. If you believe in gay marriage, you're on the wrong side. If you don't believe in gay marriage, you're on the wrong side. 
We are teaching them, you have to pick sides. Yesterday, I did a show with the audience, and this school teacher stood up, she's young, 20-something, just started teaching second grade, I think. And she said, you know, I'm teaching second grade. What is the best thing I can teach? And I said, don't teach them uh, what to think. Teach them how to think. She said, I, uh, the one thing I do is I try to teach them to ask why. Why? If you don't understand something, ask why. That's the best thing she can teach. Why? We are now silencing people from asking why. Yesterday in Congress, um, wasn't Conyers, um, trying to remember. I can't remember, but it was another one of the civil rights kind of guys. And, um, he was asking the FBI, he's like, how do you feel? How does it make you feel that you make this decision and you have to be called in front of Congress to explain yourself? And I thought to myself, well, first of all, he works for Congress. I mean, they are the oversight committee. That's their job. But all they're doing is saying, why? How did you make this decision? How did you make this? Because we don't understand it. We have to be able to question, but we also have to be able to listen. And we have to see the other point of view. Yesterday, there's so much hatred, so much hatred right now. If you're not on the Trump train... You are evil. If you are on the Trump train, you are evil. I would say that a good portion of the people who are on the Trump train feel like I don't have any other choice. I just don't have any other choice. I I don't know what else to do. I I can't have Hillary because I know what she'll do. And there's a prayer. There's a chance that maybe there's just no other choice. And I said yesterday... I can't condemn people like that anymore. I can't because I'm not comfortable enough in my position of not being on the Trump train because I look at it and say all the time, I look at it and say, oh my gosh, well, but she could get in and she could be much worse. He could get in and he could be much better. I I don't know. I have to just hold on to my principles And we have to start looking at other people's plight. That's why I wanted Michelle to come in. Because I told that story earlier this morning. And I thought about it when I was doing it. But I never thought of how does a black family feel watching that same thing. I know how my children if they would have, but they, I wouldn't have shown them if they would have watched the video of Minnesota. If they would have seen the, um, the video of them just point blank shooting a guy in the chest. They would have seen it as another human being. They wouldn't have seen it as a black person. It can be them. Correct. But if they were white, it might have been them. They might have seen it that way. I'll bet your kids look at it that way. And maybe don't even vocalize it. This is where we are, America. And unless we 
talk softer, unless we start to listen to one another, unless we start getting our principles, because please hear me, this is just the beginning. This isn't, we're not even in it yet. This is the beginning. And if we don't learn our discipline now and we don't stick by our principles now, this is why I have been so harsh on principles and I haven't been able to or willing to let go of my principles because I know they're the only things in the end that don't wash away with the waves and the wind. Everything else blows away. Principles, as long as they're eternal, don't move. And everything is going to be liquid. Everything is going to be turned upside down. The only thing you have is an iron rod of principles to hold on to. Grab hold of the iron rod. Because we're all going to need it. And we're all going to need each other. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. In the next 19 seconds, you could sell your home. Okay, it's, I mean, it's not going to sell your home, I mean, this, but it, you're going to take a big step toward getting it sold. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com and find an agent selected by my team, a professional who shares your values and speaks the truth. Sell your home fast and for the most money. Get moving at realestateagentsitrust.com.